What's up, y'all? Thank you for coming back to the Grown Folks. This is Lex, and this is where we talk about real, raw, grown, grown folks shit. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Court right here. Um, thank y'all for coming back. This is where we get into it, so let's get into it. Um, I just want to start by saying that this podcast is sponsored by Beducated. The Netflix for sex education. They offer an expert-backed library of courses to explore new practices and upgrade your lovemaking skills. The link is below this podcast. Yes, I know y'all interested, so go ahead and use our code COURTLEX for a 65% discount off a yearly pass and a 24-hour free trial. Hell yeah. Check it out. And let's get let's go ahead and dive into the topic of today, babe. What, what are we doing? What are we doing? We talking about some we're gonna keep it light, but we're gonna talk about some some drug and alcohol things. Yeah. It's something that, you know, I, I would say it's like American culture, but it's human culture. Right. And it everybody's well, I can't say everybody has tried it, but it's been a part of everybody's life whether you try it or not in some way shape and or form yes. for sure yes. yeah we so got, it needs to be talked about yeah we've gotten a lot of requests to talk about this topic so we definitely want to dive into it and be real raw you know mm-hmm. all that shit let's, let's share our experience yeah so i i want to start by asking like what was your first introduction to drugs and alcohol in your life um so i wasn't well, okay, yeah, I was kind of introduced to drugs and alcohol, um, but it was a young age. I believe I was like maybe seven or so. I don't really remember, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember like you know, parents and, and and older people would celebrate holidays and they would have wine or whatnot, and um, you know, I I can't remember who who let me have a sip. Could have been a cousin or something, but. It was like, you know, just try it. Took a sip. I was like, ew, okay. <laughs> but, you know, and I've tried it, you know, throughout my childhood. I was like, a little sip here, a little sip there. Just, yeah. You know, being bad. <laughs> but, um, so that was like my introduction. Can't really say how I felt about it because I was just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, because it was not like Kool-Aid. <laughs> you know what <laughs> right. I mean? And then I remember specifically, um, I'm not going to name any names, but... Uh, there was this particular person who had a back injury and um, they got addicted to pain pills. Mm-hmm. And um, I would uh, I would notice that they would take their pain pills and wash it down with beer. And for some reason, in the back of my head, I was like, that's not right. You know, right. so every time I saw it, I'd be like, hey, you're not supposed to do that. Right. That's not good for you. You know, I didn't know why, but I knew it wasn't right. Yeah. You know what I mean, so that was. My, my early childhood, that was my experience and my, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Felt. That's, that's when I started realizing, you know, there are supplements out here. Yeah, <laughs> You know definitely. what I mean? I, um, I would say, like, my introduction, I, it was kind of similar, but not really, like, my, um, I've talked about it before that both of my parents have struggled with addiction and alcohol um, addiction um, pretty, for most of my life. And um, I remember just when I was younger, my dad always had, like, a beer in his hand. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, permanently glued, you know what I'm saying? We yeah. would make jokes and stuff. Um, and so I always knew that, you know, he drank. And then, like, something similar happened to my mom. Like, she had a back injury, um, and she ended up getting addicted to pain pills when I was about five years old. Mm. And But prior to that, though, like, 
my um uh, my mom's parents have had like addiction issues and then like my dad's uh people in my dad's family also have addiction issues so it was something that was pretty much always around and aware of but it didn't really like touch me mm-hmm. and like hard until when I was about five years old and my mom started getting a, like really bad addicted and life just kind of took a turn you know and I, I started noticing like that it was due to the drugs and alcohol around that age right. like it, it was very apparent to me even though I was young mm-hmm. you know yeah. So I know you said you can't really say how you felt about it at the time. Um, I, you. I would say for me at the time, I felt very, like, confused. Same. Just because I, I noticed that things were changing very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, the way that they interacted with me, like, less and less. And, you know, just moving around all the time and you know watching the their outbursts and mm. violence and things like that like right. it was just kind of like oh whoa what, what's going on here you know what i mean and um i feel like it was one of those things that i didn't understand the gravity of it mm-hmm. but i knew something wasn't right exactly you know what i mean yeah so i feel you on that like looking back at it at, at it from a child's perspective it's like eh, mm-hmm. you just you just know something is yeah. up, you know yeah. what I mean but I do want to um, like ask you like how do you think it's affected your life like now like looking back how do you think it's affected your life um that's a really a tough question because I don't think I've like thought about it since you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I mean, I feel like it kind of set a tone, and the tone was like, it's, it's okay sometimes, or um, it's, it's more acceptable. Yeah. And, you know, if you see someone else doing it, like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But in all actuality, it's, it's not a good thing. Right. You know? But, I mean, I feel like that's the only way it's really affected me. I mean... You know, we can dive into the the rest of stuff later. Yeah. So I'm not going to say too much just yet. But, um, yeah, I think I, it just put a different perspective on it. Like, like it's okay. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. No, I, I feel that 100% because I feel like, for me, I I seen it subconsciously as a way right. to deal with issues. Okay. Like, yeah. and I didn't realize that that was my perspective and point of view until I got older and I didn't know how else to deal with my feelings and hardships in lives other than to drink. Right. You know what I mean? And I've never really been into drugs like that. Like, of course, I, I tried things when I was, like, younger, but I've never, like, been into drugs like that. Like, I don't even like to smoke weed, but drinking definitely was one of those things that when things got rough, I was like, oh, well, let me go get me a drink, you yeah. know, and i feel better. Yeah. So it became, like... I feel like it affected me in that way, but not only did it affect me in that way, like it, I feel like it kind of like took my parents away from me Mm. and it very much put me on a path of like, I don't even know, just this lonely path where I just felt just by myself all the time. And like, I was having to deal with so many things and watch them do so many things and do all kind of crazy stuff. And Mm -hmm. 
you know, and a lot of times I would have to, like, take care of my mom when she was going through, like, withdrawals and stuff like that, and I had to, like, pick up the slack where, you know, they were struggling with their addiction, and I, and I don't want this to be, like, a bash, bashing type thing, because both of my parents, like, taught me so many great things, like, just because they were struggling and we went through a lot of shit right. and I seen a lot of shit and went through a lot of shit I should have never had to, mm-hmm. they still were able to like teach me some very core like characteristics and things like that. You know what I mean? So, That's what really matters though. Right. And I, I really feel like if I wouldn't have went through that, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And they, they showed me a lot of things that were good, and they showed me a lot of things not to do. Right. You know what I mean? That, so. I'm thankful for not being too sheltered. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So it, it definitely helps in everyday life. Yeah. And then, like, especially, like, having street smarts, like, being, I remember, oh, yeah. like, being with my mom, like, all the time, like, you know, searching for drugs and stuff like that with her. And, like, I, I peeped a lot of stuff, and I learned how to maneuver mm-hmm. and, like, really be smart in the streets and it helped me a hell of a lot yeah. like still, going still through is. life yeah it still helped me man like <laughs> it's funny though because some of the things are not so good like my my temper like oh, we man. just had like a, a, a issue yesterday like I sometimes just like well not on like you guys but like yeah, no. on other people like my parents were always down to fight. Like, yeah, especially if it's always. about the kids. Yeah. Don't do that. So I grew <laughs> up, like, in that mindset, like, yeah, always ready to fight. Like, on you go, know. head on a swivel. Yeah, for Same. sure. Yeah. And so I'm still, like, trying to... Tone it down? Change my ways. <laughs> you do very well. It's just when things like that happen, or something, if something is, like, about the kids, Yeah. don't, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's when you have to cut it on. For real. And then I know, like, when when times got rough with money, like, I would, I knew how to make money. Yeah. You know what I mean? I learned that, too. And that was definitely not a good thing because uh, I, I could have gotten a lot of trouble. Yeah, and, you do. you know, for a while, that was my, my way of getting through life. You know what I mean? When shit got hard, I knew where to go. And... And but not only that, it turned it, it not turned me, but it put me with groups of people mm-hmm. that definitely didn't have my best interest. But those were the type of people that I was used to being surrounded by. Yeah. So my environment became my reality, Ooh, like yeah. later on in life. Yeah. And I had to like, you know. Mm-hmm. So. That makes sense. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask, too. Like, how did it change your perspective on things, like, as far as, like, looking at stuff like that? Because I know you said that um, it made it seem like it was okay. And I felt that, yeah. Yeah. Because I felt the same way. Like, other people would be like, wow, they're drinking a lot. Or, wow, they're doing drugs. Or going to jail and stuff. And to me, I was like, oh, that's nothing. That's normal, right. That's that's everyday life. Like, oh, your your parents ain't never been to prison? That's weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, you the weird guy in my eyes. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like I touched a little bit on it earlier. But, like, you know, it just, it made me think, like, oh, I can try this. I can try that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I did. But, um... Yeah, I mean, it, 
I don't even know. I it's I didn't really dabble into it until I got older though. Yeah. So like when I did, it was kind of like your situation. Like I tried it and then I started, you know, using it to cope because like growing up, I always did sports. Yeah. So sports really helped me out. It helped me stay away from that stuff for a while. But when I didn't have sports and I hit real life, I needed that. Well, I felt like I needed that to to keep me going. Yeah. That makes sense? 100% for sure. No, I still, I mean, sometimes I still like, I'm not gonna say I struggle with it, but like when I'm having a really hard day and you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I just feel like, damn, I need a drink. You know what I'm saying? And, and it doesn't feel like a bad thing because it's like what you're used to. But then in the back of your head, you're like, I shouldn't be like, leaning on this crutch this is the wrong crutch you know what I'm saying yeah man I had a a tough time with um with weed I had a a bad relationship with weed once I once I did try it you know it was it was fine for a while but then it it turned into just smoking because I'm bored yeah and then smoking back to back and then smoking two days in a row like it was just it was not good yeah it was not good and it disrupted my everyday life it got me off track slowed me down distracted me not i that's not something i want to revisit at all yeah for sure no i feel that i feel like too in like quarantine oh my god i feel like everybody became alcoholic Dude, during quarantine, i bro. did some things i never thought i would do oh, in quarantine <laughs> i drank so much in quarantine y'all like I, this is like full transparency i look back at quarantine and can't really remember too much because I feel like we can all relate dude and after we got like out of quarantine i was like oh my god like i'm a full-blown crackhead like i'm <laughs> i've been drinking every day but it was just it was so crazy everything was very, that was happening it was a very tense time yeah for the world like we didn't know what was next there was nothing to do there was nowhere to go. We were just fucking losing our minds. Yeah. You know what I mean? We we needed it. And it was <laughs> it was hard to stop after that. Yeah. Like yeah. it really was. Like and again, full transparency, like after we came out of quarantine, it's like, well damn, I don't know how to live life anymore. Yeah. And I felt it's crazy because I didn't used to be like that. Like Mm-mm. once once quarantine hit and even after I w- it was just like gotta have it gotta you know what i'm saying i need this to do this after this i need that exactly it was just a normal thing very acceptable yeah and it, it was it was bad like it got to a point where we both was like okay we get we can't do this like this is yeah this is not okay and we really had like to I, we've talked about it before how we took a break from like drinking for like six months yeah we did and we stopped drinking because we just got to the point where it was it was not healthy anymore at all. Yeah, I blame quarantine. Yeah, but, you I know what gained saying? weight and everything. Yeah, it was bad, but yeah, you good. We've definitely gotten better though. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like we took our break, and like now we only drink like in social settings. So you know what I'm saying. But still, I I've always had this fear that one day I would wake up and I would just 
crave drugs. Like, that was always a big fear for me. Right. You know what I mean? I always Because of your childhood? Yeah. Like, because my mom and, like, I was like, oh, one day I'm going to just wake up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be like, mm, kind of want to do some drugs. Yeah. And I swear it's, to God, it's it sounds a, stupid. No, but. I mean, it's addicting, especially if you've tried it before. You know yeah. what I mean? Once you try it, you're like, you, you can either make a decision, like, okay, this was just for fun not gonna happen again or if it does it's just for fun mm-hmm. every blue moon you have to make that decision because if you don't it gets it, bad. that's how you get sucked in yeah yeah and that it sounds so crazy but literally that was one of my fears like I had that fear so bad because I didn't want to like do that to my kids and stuff like that mm-hmm. and I, never, I was just really afraid of it I never was afraid of getting addicted to drugs but and I knew that I could, you know, stop smoking weed, but like alcohol is different for me. I feel like, I feel like alcohol, I feel like alcohol kind of like runs in your family. Like I know, I don't, I don't know my my grandfather, but I know that he was an alcoholic. Yeah. And so, you know, I feel like I struggle with it because it's in it's in my DNA. You know yeah. what I mean? I could take a break, I can quit, but it's there's I can. St- still crave it you yeah. know what I mean like exactly and you know that's something I'm dealing with but no I feel that it, it's, it's definitely gotten better like I'm I used to like even in quarantine it got to the point where I needed a shot before I had to do a video mm-hmm. because of my nerves or whatever or like you know when I when I got out of college and I was living with my brother and my sister it got to the point where we had people over every night and we were getting fucking wasted mm-hmm. every night knowing I had to go to work the next day like just getting wasted for no reason yeah no good reason and nothing good ever came out of it we never got anything done you and know that's what I mean thing, that's what I struggle with too is like when I'm around people like it's there's hard. always alcohol it is always, always. alcohol and involved like kudos to the people that can like go around people with a bunch of alcohol and oh, be like listen. no I'm not gonna drink I say that every time, and then I'm like, just one, just a little bit drink, just a little bit, and then next thing you know, I'm like, shit faced. Yeah. So I have to really like, (laughs) I have to watch myself for real. I don't think I've ever been in a social setting and said I wasn't gonna drink, and didn't drink. Right. Yeah, it is hard, Uh, and it's 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 crazy because it's looked at as such a normal thing to just drink all the time, and like wherever you go there's drinks Drinks. served and I would say that I have like not like I wouldn't consider myself an alcoholic but I do think I have a problem controlling my limit Mm -hmm. I don't know my limit oh that's what I was gonna say it's very hard for me once I start drinking to understand how fucked up I truly am because I'm like slurring my words I'm not drunk (laughs) give me another funny shot and yeah so that's what I was gonna say like Back then, when I was drinking real heavy, I used to black out. Once again, y'all, make sure you check out Beducated. The link is in our description. We took the tantric massage class, and let me tell you, made a huge difference. It was amazing. I'm telling you, if you want to spice things up, check it out. You have unlimited access to all online courses, 100 plus hours of videos and audio content, tips, from world-renowned educators, new content every week, and high-quality streaming on all devices. Once again, check it out. The link is in the description below. 
this podcast. Yes, like I say, whatever you do in life, make it nasty, but do it this way. Use our code COURTLEX and get your 65% off your yearly pass. And the free 24, 24 hours. hours. And I used to have hella hangovers and it mm-hmm. just sucked. It sucked so bad and I kept doing it like an idiot. And so now it's just like, I, I know my limit. You know, I don't get blacked out no more. If I if I feel good, like if I'm drinking and I feel good, I'll be like, all right, cool. This is where I want to be. Right. And I have to have that conversation in my head because if I don't, somebody going to come up, hey, take another shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, bet. So I have to have that conversation in my head. So that's that's me controlling my limit. Yeah. You, so. I, I'm too grown to be getting blacked out. I can't be doing that no more. Oh, God. And my that's thing, stupid. too, is I don't like to drink out in public. I only, oh, no, no. I only drink at home now because no. <laughs> the way that I act when I get drunk, no. is, and that's another thing, like, for me, I would uh, drink and I would act crazy. Like, I wouldn't, like, hurt nobody or nothing, but I would just my decision making was very poor and yeah. and is very poor when I'm drinking so I do not like to be See. out in in a space where I don't feel safe or where I can't I could possibly do something that would get me fucked up you yeah. know what I mean so See that's my thing like when I drink I'm cool I'm not going to be crying I'm not going to be raging none of that but my thing is if somebody fuck with me while I'm drunk I don't give. I don't. I don't care about nothing at that point. Right. Like, I. That's where I black. That's a different type of blackout. Yeah. I will lose it. Oh God. I don't care. You cannot stop me when I'm drunk. I. Don't fuck with me when I'm drunk. And the, period. I, just to go back to what I was talking about earlier about how like, the drinking thing when I was younger and like watching my parents and stuff like that and they were always getting into fights and yeah you know what I'm saying with each other with. Uh, you know other people and stuff like it was just a normal thing like being in the hood like it was just a normal ass thing like mm-hmm. somebody say something you don't like you smack that's the shit way. out of them you know what i'm saying i feel like in the hood that's whether you drunk or not yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, and so like, it's like you got a problem what's up mm-hmm. like Mm-hmm. So that became like my instant, like mind thing. Like somebody mm-hmm. say something I don't like, somebody do something I'm like, I'm like, what's up? What you trying to do? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's go ahead. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then when I drink, though, it's it gets out of control. That's what I'm saying. You, have you seen that meme where it's like, um, whenever I start saying, "Oh, these bitches can't say excuse <laughs> me, get me out the club." Oh my god, I yes. am that person. Get yes. me up out of there because ooh, oh god. We, and I hate that about no, myself. See, I'm different. I don't even say shit. I just start staring at that one person, just like, you know, picturing me whooping their ass. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, too, like, the other thing that really, like, bothered me about my drinking was, like, the next day I would wake up and I would be embarrassed mm-hmm. about, like, the things I had said or done or mm-hmm. the way I had acted. And I was like, I don't like feeling like I have right. no control over myself. That's the worst part. Yeah. That's the worst. That's always the worst part. Like, Almost worse than the hangovers. Like, not only do you have a hangover, but nigga, did you did you hear what you said? Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you hear like? Did you hear what you said? Right. Do you Me know what you did? Some you real know what I mean? crazy shit, yeah. and don't even mean it. Don't even know where it came from. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Just said some dumb shit, and I'm like, I don't, I don't like not having that control over myself. But also too, like, I feel like. I contribute a lot of the pain and hurt in my life 
to drugs and alcohol like just going through everything I went through as a child like you know having being in a position where I had to like sell drugs to to get by and you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. and just my my parents doing the things they were doing like in and out of prison and you know not around bouncing from family member to family member all that shit like boils down to alcohol and drug addiction and and it's so sad but also it makes me look at people in a different way because I love the people in my life that struggle with that and it that's one of the things that I'm grateful for because when other people have problems I don't look at them in a negative light yeah. I look at them as somebody that's somebody's child that's somebody's whatever like and right. they don't even have to be that to be solidified as a human being but I'm right. just saying it helps me like look at that person with compassion right and you know what I mean like it just helps me be compassionate with other people and mm -hmm. really see past their issues mm -hmm. and you know it just yeah. it helps me be a well-rounded person and I'm grateful for that like right. fuck all the pain and shit like that's you gonna go through pain or whatever anyways yeah. but I'm glad that I was able to take those good characteristics and those good things away from it mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah I was gonna say that like everybody's everybody has pain and everybody has a reason to do drugs or alcohol so there's no judgment over here yeah you know but they, there are better ways to cope and I heard this thing a couple years ago and it, it really helped me out um it helped me get my life together really like it said, you know, don't use the same coping mechanism. Don't use um, alcohol or drugs to cope. You know what I mean? Like, you should have a separate coping mechanism, and then you should have, if you want to have a drink, have a drink to celebrate. Yeah. Don't have a drink because you had a hard day or, you know what I mean? Exactly. Which, if I had a hard day, I'm going to drink. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, it, it really helped me out. It helps me balance it gives me balance. Yeah, for sure. So, like, for coping, I would say, you know, go for a hike, go for a walk, do something creative, you know, anything, write, whatever. Yeah. And meditate, whatever. And then, you know, if you want to celebrate, celebrate however you want to. For you know? sure. Just make sure you have those conversations in your head, like, all right, it's my limit, I feel good, I'm not going to do this again tomorrow. <laughs> you right. Know? That's what I was going to say, too. Like, the people that are going through that out there right now, the only thing I want to say is that, first of all, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And you you are strong enough to make a change. Addiction is a hard fucking thing, dude. Yes. And not only that, but having like parents or family members that are addicts is just as draining. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that it's, it's so hard being the child of an addict or an alcoholic. And I just want to let you know that emotionally detaching doesn't mean that you don't love them anymore or that you can't talk to them mm -hmm. it just means that you have to emotionally not invest yourself you can't fix it you can't fix them mm -hmm. you can't do any of that it's not your responsibility and it's okay to take that step back and it's okay to make changes in your life that you feel make you happier and have a less toxic environment yes keep at, going and you got this shit at the end of the day everything you do has to be for yourself exactly and 
sometimes you gotta do shit that you do not want to do. Right. And one of the best things to do that you might not want to do is emotionally detach. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best things you could do if you're in that situation. And I just want to say, like, for anybody, you know, dealing with this, I just want to say, do not take life so serious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The point to the point of being alive is to live. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you ain't got to do everything in one day. You don't have to deal with this. If you don't want to think about something, don't think about it. It's, it's exactly. that simple. You create your reality. You control it. Mm-hmm. And we have so much power as individuals, as as humans. We just gotta use them. Right. You are the you are the life you create inside your head. So however you think exactly. about yourself and what you think about your situation is what will be. It starts with like changing your thought your process. Mindset. And I will say the the hardest part for me when I was going through that transition of leaving the toxic environment and emotionally detaching was being alone Mm, like mm -hmm. everybody in my life had some type of addiction or you know something like that that made them toxic to me and making the decision to cut that out of my life was one of the hardest things I ever had to do Mm -hmm. because I felt like I was bored all the time yeah I, I was lonely I didn't I was always by myself and it was a very hard thing to go through, but now I'm so glad that I did because my life has changed so much just by deciding to make that change, you know? Yeah, and you have to understand, boredom can be a drug, too. Mm-hmm. It can make you do some dumb shit, but you have to put yourself in that mindset. Like, you cannot get bored. Like, if you want to you wanna separate yourself, do that. But make right. sure you're doing something productive. Do something with your time. Be creative. Be free. Yeah. Go outside. Find an alternative find, for drinking. Find something mm-hmm. to make you feel good other than the usual, you know? Yeah. And I'll say that, that that's really how those changes were made. And, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it's something that we probably will struggle with forever. But the changes have been put in place. Mm-hmm. You just you got to take, take it one day at a time and just keep yeah. pushing. You know what I'm saying? I like to, I like to take breaks. You know, whether it's a month, whether it's two weeks, three months, four months, whatever. Yeah. I think that's really healthy. Just you know? whatever you feel. Whatever is. you feel. And working on your willpower. Like, that's yes. the thing. Yes. I still struggle with it myself, so that's something I'm working that's on. That's cool. We're but, human. You know what I'm saying? If if you are struggling with it, yet again, we love you. We care about you. You're not by yourself. There's nothing wrong with you. And I'm telling you, you got this. Keep your head up. Yeah. Put the bottle down. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Yeah, so um (sighs) That's all I have to say for this time, y'all. Let uh leave us some reviews. Leave us some uh some questions. Let us know how you feeling, what you want to hear next, all that good stuff. Just leave us we we love reading the reviews and how y'all feel about everything and, and just Having yeah. a big discussion. Exactly. Yeah. So, again, this is Lex. I love y'all. Like I said, keep your head up. Put the bottle down. You got this. <laughs> All right, y'all. We love y'all. Um, join us next time. Don't be late. All right? <laughs> and whatever you do in life, make, make it nasty. nasty.